about this weather, huh? This is the only place I've lived where talking about the weather isn't small talk. You know, it's actually interesting and important to talk about the weather. You don't know what you're going to get caught in if you're not watching the weather in Texas. You know, it's just kind of the same all the time. And here it's, wow, you've got to be ready. I think I'm going to call this Finter. It's not fall or winter. It's mostly winter, but we're still in fall. It's, uh, I'm still learning South Dakota, and the weather here is, is very interesting. On a side note, what I'd like to do is I have, every, every month I'm going to highlight a resource for you, kind of reinvigorate the book stand out there. This book is out there. Put some copies out there before first service title of this book is called Just Do Something, A Liberating Approach to Finding God's Will. If you're trying to find out God's will for your life, this would be a tremendous resource for you. I recently read it, and it was, it's a short book. It's a book that's engaging to read, and it's very theologically helpful. So I would encourage you to go grab a copy. Now, if you do, you have to read it. Okay? That's the only requirement. And I have one extra copy up here. If there's no copies out there, I do have a copy myself. You can come and get that. Well, we're finishing our, ser- our sermon series on Philippians. Praise the Lord. We started it last September. Boy, did we have no idea what we were getting into. Hopefully not with Philippians, but with this pandemic. Let's go ahead and open up to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 21 this morning. The Lord is faithful, amen? He is good. He's gotten us through this book. And I pray that it's been a blessing and a challenge to you. I've greatly profited from sustained study of this book. Let's go ahead and read verses 21 through 23. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. All scripture is inspired by God. 2 Timothy 3.16 says that. So that means that this passage of scripture is inspired. 2 Timothy 3:16 also says all scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching. We might look at this passage of scripture and say, what can I get out of this passage? Well, I hope to have you hope to dispel that idea this morning and to teach you from this passage an essential truth that relates to how we relate to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, for my loyal three-pointers out there, are you here? Do I have a loyal three-pointer? I had one in the first service. This morning's for you, three points for you. And the first point, if you're taking notes, you can write this, the context. What I want to do with this first point is I want to expound the context that this passage of scripture fits in. 
And I'm going to be going beyond the book of Philippians to kind of a whole Bible idea. And the larger context that this passage fits in, this section of Scripture, is the context of one anothering. One anothering. Throughout Scripture, over and over and over again, the Bible tells us to act in a certain way towards one another. Verse 21, that's going to be the main idea that we unpack this morning. It's found in verse 21. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. I want to locate this verse in the context of one anothering. In the context of how Christians are to relate to their brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay? That's where we're going to start. So for the... For this context, the most basic command that we have as Christians towards one another, you know this, is to love one another. I'm going to go through a number of passages, just read them off, to show you the centrality of this idea. One, one way we know what is central in Scripture is the degree to which an idea is repeated. One way we know what a central teaching of Scripture is, is the degree to which it is repeated. Listen to these passages. John 13, 34. Our Lord speaking. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this... All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Now, what Jesus is saying here is he's speaking of a Christian's love for another Christian. Yes, Christians are called to love the world. Yes, Christians are called to love non Christians. The Bible speaks of that often. But that's not what I'm going to be speaking about this morning. What I'm speaking about this morning is a Christian's love for the church. A Christian's love for other brothers and sisters in Christ. When Jesus says, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. He's talking about a Christian's love for another Christian. The world will know that we are disciples of Jesus Christ based upon our love for other Christians. My love for you and your love for me. John 15, 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. John 15, 17. These things I command you so that you love one another. Romans 12, 10. Love one another with brotherly affection. 1 Peter 1, 22. Love one another earnestly. From a pure heart. First Peter four eight. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly. First John three eleven. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. This commandment is so central to Scripture that if you do not do it. If you do not love 
your brothers and sisters in Christ, the Bible says that you are not a Christian. 1 John 4.20, listen to this. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his brother, brother here is referring to a fellow Christian. If anyone says, I love God, and hates his fellow Christian, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. This commandment to love one another is a non-negotiable of our confession of faith. If you are a Christian, that means that you are committed to unbelievers. Excuse me. If you are a Christian, that means that you are committed to believers and that your response to them is love. Is love. We, we, we know this. We know this, that we are, I am reminding you of what you already know. Now, the Bible also teaches that this love that we have in our hearts for Christians, it should come out in different ways in our life. We should evidence this love. We should manifest it in how we act. We might think of love as something in our heart, something that you cannot see. But if you love someone, you will show it. You will show forth that love. So the Bible commands us to love one another and to show forth that love. Listen to these passages. Romans 12, 10. Outdo one another in showing honor. So according to this passage, the way I show my love for you and the way you show your love for me is by outdoing one another in showing honor. Romans 12, 16. Live in harmony with one another. We love each other by living in harmony with one another. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers, rejoice. Aim for restoration. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. According to this passage, the way you show your love for me and the way I show my love for you is by means of comfort and agreement. Galatians 6.2 Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Colossians 3.13, bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. 1 Thessalonians 5.11, therefore encourage one another and build one another up. 1 Thessalonians 5.15, see that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. James 5, 16. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. 1 Peter 4, 9 through 10. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. 
as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. Last verse. 1 Peter 5, 5. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. What's the point? What am I saying? Why am I going reading through all these passages? The point is this. Loving one another is central to Christianity. If you are a Christian, you must love your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And throughout the Bible, there are these specific commands about how you should show that love to one another. That love should manifest itself in a myriad of different ways. And one way, one way that that love, one way that the the love that you have for your brothers and sisters in Christ, one way that you should manifest that love to the church, to other people, is by greeting them. Is by greeting them. I'm locating Philippians 4.21. Greet every saint. I'm locating that and placing that in this context of loving one another. The reason why this commandment is so important in 421, the reason why this commandment in 421 has relevance for your life and for this church is because we are called to love one another. Love. What do we give to one another? We give each other love. So that's the context. 421 is important because loving your brothers and sisters in Christ is important. Now let's deal with the command. Here I'm segueing to my second point. First point was the context. Second point is the command. The command. Here we're going to drill down into our actual passage of Scripture this morning. Let's go ahead and read verses 21 through 22. Again, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, especially those of Caesar's household. The important part about this passage is the first statement that Paul makes in verse 21. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. That's kind of what we're going to drill down on. And this word greet, this is what it means. To engage in hospitable recognition of another. To engage in hospitable recognition of another. In other words... Say hello. The title of this morning's sermon. Hey, how are you doing? Good morning. Good to see you. Greet Christians. That's what Paul is saying here. A very simple command. With our speech, with how we talk, and with our body language, we are to model to each other love. Now, what Paul says here, you could also find in in some type of secular non-Christian book about manners. If you read a non-Christian book on how you should relate to other people, how to speak, 
how to work in a business context, you will likely find the same statement. Be friendly, be kind, be warm. So what is it that separates what Paul says here from a secular teaching on this? What separates it? What separates it is the prepositional phrase. Paul says, greet every saint, but the next three words are critical. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus is a reference to the Christian's relationship with Christ. In, don't think of spatial. Don't think of like us, we are in Christ like we are in a building right now. Don't think spatial. Think relational. Think in the terms of relationship. Greet every saint as they have relationship with Christ. Think relationally. We have a relationship with Christ. The church at large has a relationship with Christ on the basis of Christ's grace. We are not saved by works. We are saved on the basis of Jesus Christ's kindness and love. It is his death that makes us right with him. He has died for us. He has died for me. He has died for you. And because of that, because of his grace, we are now in him. Relationally, we are in him. We have a relationship with Christ. We are in union with Christ. We with him and he with us. He has purchased us with his blood. He has bought us. So now our lives are not so much about our own as they are about Jesus. Now tying this into kind of the power and the umph of this commandment. The reason why we are called to greet one another, the reason why is because Christ has bought the church with his blood. We are no longer our own. And so as I deal with another Christian, and as other Christians deal with me, who we are dealing with is ultimately Jesus Christ. As I interact with you, that is a window into how I'm interacting with Jesus. And vice versa. As you interact with me, and as you interact with other brothers and sisters in Christ, that is a window into how you interact with Jesus. So if you give to another Christian, if you give another Christian a cold shoulder, let's say you refuse to greet another Christian. Let's say another Christian greets you and you ignore them. What I'm arguing because of in Christ Jesus, because of the relationship that we have with him, what I am arguing is that you're actually giving a cold shoulder to Jesus. If you do not obey this commandment, if you do not greet others, if you are cold, if you are unkind, if you are unloving, 
you are actually being unkind and unloving to Jesus. For Jesus, this is personal. He cares about how we interact with one another because ultimately our interactions towards others is how we interact with him. Let me give an illustration to better show this point. Let's say you're Let's say you're, you're recently engaged. You just got engaged and you love your fiance. Now some of your friends haven't met your fiance. So what you do is you go to dinner with these friends and you bring your fiance along. And you really want your friends to welcome and like your fiance. You love your fiance. You're wanting to give your life to this person. And so you want your friends to feel towards your fiancé how you feel towards them. Now, after the meal, one of your friends comes up to you and says some really hurtful things. What this friend says is that your fiancé is ugly and awkward and that they think you can do a lot better. Is that offensive? Totally. That is totally offensive. If that happens to you, you have a right to be offended. That is very unkind. Now, are those criticisms, and is that lack of love towards you specifically? It's not. It's not towards you. But it is towards someone who you love very much. Who you make sacrifices for. And you find close companionship with. So while the insults aren't not, are not pointed towards you, they're pointed to someone who you love very dearly. And because of your relationship with that person, you take personal offense to it, rightfully. That's how, that is like what giving a Christian a cold shoulder is like in relationship to Jesus. Jesus loves Christians. He died for them. Your brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus shed his blood for them. He went to the cross for them. He loves them so much. When you insult a fellow brother or sister in Christ, when you give a brother and sister in Christ a cold shoulder, when you fail to obey, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. Jesus is offended. Just like you would be if your fiancé was insulted. Jesus is too, but much greater. Our dealings with each other in the body of Christ are a reflection of how we relate to Jesus himself. The reason why we need to greet one another, the reason why we cannot give each other a cold shoulder, is because Jesus has bought us with his blood. This is far more about us and Jesus than it is about us and others. 
we should and ought to obey this commandment because of our Lord, because of Him, because it was His blood who bought my fellow brother and sister in Christ. And we dare not offend Him, for He loves His people. Now this commandment I want you to notice is given within the context of a church that has problems. This is a church, the church in Philippi, is a church that had inner disputes and division. Kind of like our church and kind of like every other church that has ever existed. This commandment occurs within a context of inner division. Look in Philippians 4.2. Paul writes this, I entreat Eudia and I entreat Syntyche to agree in the Lord. These women, there is division between them. Paul's commandment to them, Paul gives this commandment to these women. I take it that these women are to, quote, greet every saint in Christ Jesus. They are to greet one another. There's beef between them. There is division between these two ladies. But nonetheless, God calls them towards showing the love of Christ by means of warmth and kindness. But I think there's more division in the church than just for two. Turn with me to 2 4. Philippians 2 4. Actually, let's start in 2 3. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. This church had problems. I take what Paul is saying in Philippians 2, 3, and 4. He is addressing these problems. This was a church where its people were selfish. But even within this context, especially within this context, the way we address these problems in our church is by means of warmth and kindness even within a church that has divisions and strife even between Christians in which there is division and strife this commandment remains greet every saint in Christ Jesus show kindness and warmth to all Christians go above and beyond and showing forth the love of Jesus towards your brothers and sisters. Finishing up here with the second point, verse 21. The brothers who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, verse 22, especially those of Caesar's household. I take it that what Paul is doing here with these comments, these other comments, is he is saying that there are some who are with him who also greet the Philippians. I take it that the Caesar's household, there were people who worked in Caesar's house. Caesar was the ruler of the Roman Empire. 
there were people who worked in Caesar's household who were Christians. And these people are sending their greetings to the Philippians. So that's the command. The command is to show warmth and kindness to our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Because how we deal with one another is a reflection of how we deal with Jesus. Now what's the, what's the application for all of this? Here I'm segueing to my third point. My third point is the application. First point, the context. Second point, the command. Third point, the application. Two points of application. I've alluded to this already. The first point is a prohibition. What we should not do. In light of this passage, we should not, we should not give cold shoulders. In the church, we should not give cold shoulders to other brothers and sisters in Christ. This happens here. This happens among believers here. And the Lord is not honored by it. The Lord is not honored when we give to other Christians for whom Christ died a cold shoulder. This is what a cold shoulder is. A cold shoulder is a show of intentional unfriendliness, an expression of dismissal, or the act of disregarding someone, an unfriendly attitude shown to someone or something, especially by intentionally ignoring or showing no interest in them. Ouch. We do that. In our sins, because in our hearts we are sinful, we fail to love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And one way we show that, one way that manifests itself, is by being cold towards other Christians. And I want to drill down and be specific about a, a cold shoulder can happen through speech or through body language. Get really specific here. A cold shoulder can happen by means of speech, how we talk or how we don't talk, and also by body language. So an example of speech. Now these two are connected, but I think it's important that we differentiate a bit. Let's say you're walking in a church and there is a brother or sister in Christ who says to you, good morning, good to see you, how are you doing? Just gives you a greeting. And you walk by and you ignore them. You refrain from speaking. You refrain from greeting every saint in Christ Jesus. That is a cold shoulder. God is dishonored by that. That is sin. So that's one way we manifest this cold shoulder in our speech. But I think cold shoulders manifest themselves more in attitude and body language. So kind of replay the same situation. You're walking into church, 
and someone says to you, good morning, very kind, very warm, and you do this, hi. That's a cold shoulder. God's work in our lives needs to take root in our speech and our body language. It's not just about how we talk. It's about how we show forth these attitudes that we have in our heart. Dear friends, do not give Christians cold shoulders. Jesus died for them. If you give them a cold shoulder, you are giving Jesus a cold shoulder. We want to refrain from this behavior. We want to repent of this behavior. Our Lord is not honored. And so therefore, what do we do? We refrain from that, and what do we do? We greet one another. Very simple. We greet one another. What that means is that when we come to church, and as we go throughout our week, when we see a fellow brother or sister in Christ, we do not walk past them. We do not ignore them. We do not try to avoid them. What we do is we go out of our way to show forth the love of Jesus. Good morning. It's good to see you. I have been told... I have been told that one of the challenges that people have with our church is that our church has a culture of not being welcoming. That's what I've been told. I, I believe I've mentioned this from the pulpit a, a couple of times. I myself have not experienced this, but other saints here have. And I take what they say to be completely genuine and true. What we need to do is apply this commandment to that culture. We cannot have a culture of coldness and reservation. What the Lord calls us to is to go out of our way to show forth kindness, warmth, and love. To get out of our comfort zone. It's very easy to come to church and leave and not have much interaction with other people. But that is not the way of our Lord. What it is that the Lord requires of us as a church, requires of you as individuals, and as a church as a whole, is to be warm towards one another. Is to get out of our comfort zone and to go and talk to other people. Because Jesus died for those people. And those people need you. We need each other. We are not islands unto ourselves. We are a body of believers for whom Christ has died. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. Therefore, greet one another. Show forth warmth and kindness through speech and body language. 
Get out of your comfort zone and go greet somebody. Talk to someone. Engage them. Tell them that you're thankful that they're here. And for those who have a a very peppy personality, I'm not like this. My wife is more like this than me. Kind of a cheerleading personality. We need you here at CBC. God has given you gifts that you need to use. And I want to encourage you to use those gifts, to go out of your way to show forth other people greetings. We have a greeting committee here. It's a biblical idea. That's a biblical gift. We get that from Philippians 4.21. Use your gifts. Be a cheerleader for Jesus Christ here at CBC. Show forth the love that God has given you for other people. Do it regularly. Do it kindly. Go all out to greet others in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Such simple biblical truths, dear friends. Just to recap, let us love one another. And let us show that love for one another in our speech and in our body language. Let us greet one another. May we never give to our brothers and sisters in Christ, for whom Christ died, a cold shoulder. The Lord is dishonored by that. But rather... In speech and body language, let us go out of our way to show forth the love of Jesus Christ. May we speak kindly and warmly to all of those for whom Christ died. Father, we thank you for your tremendous word. I pray that by the power of the Spirit, Father, that you would turn us from giving others cold shoulders. God, forgive us. Our sins are many, Father. We need the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need the power of the Spirit to come into our hearts and to apply your truth. Lord, turn us from this type of behavior. And instead, turn us towards warmth, love, and kindness in both speech and body language. Lead us to greet our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Lead us as individuals and us as a church to be a community of love, of warmth, of embrace, of comfort, and kindness. Lead us not to be indifferent about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Lead us away from our grudges. Lead us away from our selfishness. And bring about your good work in us, Father. We pray these things in Jesus' name and by the power of the Spirit.